the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. Quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. It's 6.05 on Wednesday, January the 10th, 2024. And on January the 10th of 2022, I was sitting in the studio, and uh, I believe my first guest on the show was Joe Piscopo. And uh, Alex was there, and Sam Bellino was there. He wasn't Sam Bellino then. He was just Sam Bolin then. And, of course, the one, the only, Joni Pelzer was there. Do I have to wait for my song? And, and coming. Oh, whoa, he's not even playing my like special the extend, song. The extended version. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> um, welcome back. Welcome to 2024, Joan Pelzer. I'm alive. <laughs> Barely. She's walking around here with no makeup on. I know. That's Arthur's interesting. Like, you know, you look okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's that's interesting. Uh, we'll and we have a special person on the line with us today who's not in the office today because he does this thing called work from home day. Oh, oh, oh yeah, is you that know it that is? that you don't like that. Who's that, Sam Bellino? Yeah, he has an O now. Is he going to get the O today? Or Sam no? Bellino. <laughs> Hello, Arthur, and happy two-year anniversary. Uh, I was there from show number one, and I think today is show number 481, and it's been, it's been fun to, to have a driver's uh, seat to, with you, man. Well, let me ask something, Sam Bellino. You're working on some crazy special thing for, I don't know, this weekend? Is that what's going on? Yes. Tell, yes. Everyone, uh, tell everyone what you're doing. This is like a present from Jerry Crowley. This is a present from Crowley. It, it's a, uh, an homage to you, and it's uh, our way of saying thank you for the, all the times you fill in for Joe Piscopo and everything you do for us at the station. And so we wanted to recognize this achievement of two years, and we're going to have an hour, might even be a two-hour special to air sometime this weekend. Oh, and, and tell me how you're producing it, young man. Uh, well, I think what we're going to do is, since you've had so many great guests over the course of two years, uh, I think I may actually step in and do some a little bit of co-hosting, because that's oh. my title. And I'll introduce some of these segments for some of these great guests you've had. <laughs> ah, I love it. I know you sent me a list. I, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I'm very much looking forward to that. Number one, I don't have to do any work because I've already done the work. <laughs> you have to do all the work. And yeah. you did you did send me a little preview, and that's pretty exciting. So I uh, I appreciate it uh, very, very much, Sam Bellino. Okay, you're welcome. And again, you know, this is all thanks to Jerry Crowley. Well, this and we his have idea, his baby. We have and, the gifter uh, we're going to make sure line. that this sounds great. We have Mr. Gifter, Mr. Crowley, on the line with us tonight, Mr. Sambolino. Oh, great. Let's talk to him. Happy two years, guys. Um, you had the whole team assembled there. And uh, let me say this. Uh, uh, the idea of, of the weekend salute to you is not a gift to you at all. It's a gift to the New York City populace to, to, uh, to partake in the wonders that you bring to us each week and that's the truth the more people that hear what you do on the show the more we enlighten new york maybe relieve their angst and certainly give them hope so that's the reason for it like you say it was a gift but it's not really is that fair enough 
Thank you, uh, Mr. Crowley. You're the one who makes it all happen. You're the one who gives the thumbs up or the thumbs down here and there. And uh, sometimes when I think I'm about to get in trouble, I, I don't even remember. But there was one show. I'm like, oh, man, this is not going to go over well. And Jerry Crowley called me. He goes, that was great radio. That was great, great radio. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm not in that much trouble. Well, I'm going to leave you to your real guest. But I do want to add this one point. When I propose and a little inside baseball, which I know the listeners like to hear, when I originally proposed the idea to corporate, to my peers, they said, oh, what are you, crazy, Jerry? Another law show that won't work in New York? Who wants to hear a lawyer in PM Drive? Nobody. You know, lawyers are not the most well-respected trade in the, in the world unless you have one working for you. I said, this guy is different. His team, Tony Sambolino, is going to be a knockout. Well, we kind of did an over-under on how long it would last. Fortunately, I lost. Uh, I won. They lost. And your show, in my opinion, and this comes from people I hang out with who are radiophiles, okay, say it's the most interesting show in New York radio. And the fact that it's there for the ride home, to keep the listener happy in the car or while they're cooking dinner, it's amazing. It's not a law show. It's a show about the law and life. That's actually, I like that, the law and life. And that's what you do, Arthur. You're riveting. You know what I always say? You're the next mayor in New York. Don't say anything. That's what I believe. And, and I appreciate all you do for us. You make us sound good. You make us look good. And, and the audience just is thrilled with what you do. So happy n next 20 years. And thanks for the last two. All right, Emily. I mean, I'm mean, so, sorry, folks. I'm not allowed to cut off the boss, so you know, I, I, I'm just I'm allowing him to gush here. Uh, but I appreciate it. Thank you, Jerry Crowley, for the opportunity, and Sambolino. Thank you for your professionalism. Uh, it's it's always very much appreciated. Thank you, Arthur. And, uh, All like right. I, said, I look forward to the next two. All right, buddy. And boy. I look forward to teasing you. So, um, get, getting off my favorite topic, which is me. Um, I, uh, I, I'm reading about, um, Chris Christie and, um, he has dropped out of the race right before these debates. Um, yep. and he made a speech just a little while ago. I'm sure you heard about it on, uh, Katz and Cosby. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm reading his remarks and I was thinking he's going to, um, he, he talks about 9-11. Here's the quote. Imagine just for a moment if 9-11 had happened with Donald Trump behind the desk. And then the quote says, the first thing he would have done, now I thought he was going to say, would be like launch nukes to like, you know, that whole area of the world and just destroy the whole place. But that's not what he said. He said the first thing he would have done was run to the bunker to protect himself. He would have put himself first before this country. Now, the reason why that doesn't make a lot of sense is I kind of think that's what they did. You know, the president doesn't have any control over what happens in, under those situations. You're getting pushed around by the Secret Service. And and someone could call in and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe uh, George W. Bush was in a school. I know for a fact he was in a school reading to kids outside of Washington, D.C., and then he got on Air Force One, and they kept him in the air. I believe President Bush, and I'm sure Joni will figure this out before the end of the show, but I believe George W. Bush was kept in the air um, on 9-11 until they knew that all the planes were accounted for and everything was grounded. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of things you could say about Donald Trump. There's a lot of things you could say about September 11th of 2001. I don't think that that was a strong suit for Chris Christie because, quite frankly, I, I bet you if any president was in the Oval Office when they heard that a plane just hit the pent Pentagon, they probably would put them down in a bunker. Um, if you watch all of those movies, that's what they do all the time. So anyway... Chris Christie's out of the race. He was caught on a hot mic saying that Nikki Haley's going to get smoked uh, in the voting in Iowa and New Hampshire. Um, the debate is tonight. Trump will be on. There's that underlying um, anxiety between him and Fox or that 
complicated relationship. All right, we're going to come back. Um, we have an astrologist on. Last night we had a trend person. Tonight we're going to talk about the stars and what the future holds for me and for you. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround, and when it comes to marketing, consider us your personal move-you-forward company. In a recent study, we found that 53% of local businesses were classified as novices when it came to designing, implementing, and managing their marketing needs. And that's where Salem Surround truly shines. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. Let us give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and what your competition is doing. Our digital sales and support teams are the best in the industry and deliver customized personal service that's second to none. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. So let's talk about my friends at Bay Ridge Honda. The Sabah family has been at Bay Ridge Honda for six decades. Six decades. That speaks for itself about how incredible that dealership is. Obviously, the product that they sell, the Honda product, is just a superior product. Two of their cars are on the uh, road and track. I'm sorry, the car and driver, 10 best list. Um, the Accord, which is a perennial favorite, and the Civic. And, um, you know, in now their SUVs, they have, they have a big truck, um, they have, which is the passport. They have the Odyssey, which is the, um, I love the Odyssey. <laughs> Everyone thinks I'm a nut, but I love the minivan. I love the minivan. It is the switch, Swiss army knife of vehicles. It does it all. Um, and they handle so well. They drive like a car. You can put all the seats down. And it's like having a pickup truck. You can put all the seats up and pack people in there. I just love the minivan. And the sliding doors make it so easy to get in and out with the kids and whatever, as opposed to the doors that open. I am a minivan guy over an SUV guy any day of the week. Anyway, new year, new car. You could get a new car right now and have no payments till March of 2024. 90 days of no payments. They are finance rates available. They have hundreds of new Honda vehicles. They have dozens and dozens of used vehicles. The best prices around people from all five boroughs come to Brooklyn, come to Bay Ridge, not because the food is, not just because the food is great, but because Bay Ridge Honda is the place to buy your next car. Come to Bay Ridge Honda, 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. Gregory Floyd, host of Reaching Out, gets answers to the tough questions from people in the know. Our very special guest is Congresswoman Nidia Velasquez, was the first Puerto Rican woman elected to the Congress in 1992. Is there anything else the U.S. government can do to assist the people of Puerto Rico? Yes, the problem is that even when some public policies were enacted to help promote economic activity in Puerto Rico, the same way that Congress provided those incentives, the same way they took them away without providing anything else. And then the treatment that Puerto Rico gets. These are American citizens. They go to war, they die for our country, they fight for our freedoms. So the U.S. government has a responsibility. It's Reaching Out with Gregory Floyd at a new time, Saturday afternoon at 2.30 and again at 9 p.m. on AM 970, The Answer. Let's talk about our friends at Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. Remember when you were in your teens and you thought you were invincible? Well, the same rationale applies to adults, too. When you're healthy, you think, oh, I don't need a power of attorney. I don't need a health care proxy. I'm going to live forever. I'll always be healthy. I'll worry about those kinds of things when I'm older or become sick. And nothing can be further from the truth. The fact is, if something happens, you might not be able to designate a power of attorney or a health care proxy. What happens then? Then the state or the courts may have to make those choices for you. Is that what you really want? It's essential to create a power of attorney and health care proxy as soon as you can when you are healthy. So, 
Call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. They know their stuff because they've been doing it for 40 years. They'll help you make a plan that protects you best. You'll designate who you want to make those decisions for you. You make the decisions. Don't let the courts make the decisions. How are you going to make that happen? You're going to call the lawyers at Connors and Sullivan for an in-person initial consultation with a lawyer. Call 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in iHeart or Odyssey.com. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo congratulating my dear friend Arthur Idala. Doing a great job in the Arthur Idala Power Hour uh, every night here on uh, AM 970 The Answer. Two years, Arthur. You got it. Hey, listen, I got 10. You know what I got, Arthur? Nothing. I got nothing. They gave me nothing, Arthur Idala. Could you talk to somebody? I know you know a guy. I need something. But I would like to with all my heart congratulate you, Arthur Idala, for doing a great job on the radio for two years. God bless. Oh, wasn't that nice? That was nice. I didn't see that coming. And Joe was my first guest. And um, I would be remiss in uh, not saying that Joe Piscopo has been a huge uh, advocate for me. Um, I I know that, you know, it really started off with Frank Morano having me guest host once when, when Piscopo was out. And I think I guest hosted with Marlena Shivo. And Morano and Morano and myself was the first time. Then it was me, Marlena, and Borelli another time. Then I think it was, and then, um, oh God, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Oh my God, it's so horrible. It'll come to me. No, 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 no. Uh, Oh my God, he's the Channel 11, um, Channel 9, uh, New York. Oh my God, Salzburg, Salzburg. Oh, Russ. Russ Salzburg, yes. Then one time it was me, Marlena, and Russ Salzburg. And then somehow or another, they like, I don't know, I guess they couldn't find anyone, and, and they allowed me to take the chair myself. Well, maybe you did a great job. And I think Piscopo actually heard the show a couple of times, and uh, he went into Crowley and said, listen, if uh, if I'm not around, I'd you know, i like Idala to fill in for me. And then, I don't know, it just became a thing, and then, um, I don't know, and then I got to, and Crowley called me and said, you want, to, you want to do this hour? And somehow or another, it's two years in the books. Well, you know what? You mentioned a name, so maybe we should hear what that person has to say about you. Hello, sir. It's your old pal, Frank Morano. First, let me Uh, congratulate you on reaching the impressive milestone of the second anniversary of your radio show. I don't think I'm alone in uh, your vast listening audience, which began two years ago, of folks that were listening from the beginning in saying that we're absolutely shocked that you made it this far. I mean, who knew that both you and AM970 would still be putting up with one another at this point. Uh, My kudos to you. You are the only host on AM970 that can get away with having Lawrence Taylor talk about uh, doing drugs, getting drunk, and cavorting with prostitutes frequently and still be celebrated by station management. Certainly a different ballgame from when I was on uh, AM970 where if I made a joke about jaywalking or shoplifting, I would be called a heathen and called on the carpet in Phil Boyce or Jerry Crowley's office. I must say, though, it feels like we've been celebrating anniversaries every other week on your show. 50th episode, 75th episode, 100th episode, one-year anniversary, two-year anniversary. I am left thinking that either you and Joan Pelzer have run out of ideas. Love Joan's new theme song, by the way. Or that one of you is secretly in the greeting card business or something. In all seriousness, though, I can't believe it's been two years already. Time flies when you're having fun or avoiding subpoenas. Uh, In all honesty, it's been a pleasure being a part of not only the Idala Power Hour family, but uh, the Idala Extended family. I've come to consider you like a brother. And in many respects, I'm actually closer with you than I am my actual brothers. And uh, I view your mom as uh, a second mother to me. And the entire Idala family is incredibly welcoming, not only to me, but to all of my family. And that means a great deal. You may be one of the best criminal defense attorneys in America, but you've certainly got a face and a hairline for radio. Uh, Just 
kidding. Here's to many more anniversaries, milestones, and probably a few more episodes we'll end up celebrating. I'm sure we're due for the, I don't know, 126-week anniversary at some point. Keep up the good work. And remember, if you ever need a character witness, I've got some good stories that could put a few laughs in any courtroom. Salud, Arturo. Wow. That was... uh... He's well. definitely not short-winded. No, no, no. But, <laughs> we uh, love him. Yeah, I, I wasn't feeling too well over the weekend or whatever. I must have listened to, I don't want to exaggerate, because his show is, he's on for four hours between 1 a.m. and 5 a.m., but, you know, there's commercials, so when you listen to it on the podcast, it's like three hours and change. And, um, yeah, I, I, I think I listened to like three full shows, which is not easy to, I mean, it's just, it's very long, but... I wasn't doing that well, and it was. I, I mean, here's one of the things I learned from Frank Morano's show. What? Pirates. You know when you see pirates have a patch on their yes. arm? Yes. Now, according to Mr. Morano, Frank from Staten Island, as we like to call him, the reason why they had a patch on their eye was they would train that eye. They would keep that eye open under the black patch, and it would get used to seeing in the dark. And the other eye was used to seeing in the light. And when they had to guess, go down to the bowels of the ship, and they really there was very very little lighting, if any lighting at all, they would switch the patch from one eye to the other eye because then the other eye was accustomed to being in this pitch black thing, and apparently the eye would adjust and you could see in the dark. I don't know if he made it up, but it sounds great. And you know when it's four in the morning and you're listening to him and you're listening to all his theme songs and all his we got your mail we got your mail. I mean he's got all these great little theme songs and the commendations and denunciations and it's it's really very very entertaining. Um, to me in terms of radio it's 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 my go-to. Um, there are other people I listen to on the radio. Of course I listen to Joe in the morning, and I listen to other people on ABC. Uh, of course I listen to John Katzmatidi's show to prep for this show, but. Um, you know, I will if I'm going to be absolutely honest. Uh, the, the the show I listen to the most is Morano's show, which is from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. So I must say, I listen to it uh, on the podcast, and typically it's on the weekends. And then there's times like this when I'm I'm just not feeling myself, and I'm going to bed at like nine o'clock, which is just unheard of. Uh, but I can't really fall asleep. So like last night, I listened to his show from the night before. But um, I do echo what Frank said. He, um, we have become like very, very close. I miss him. I haven't seen or spoken to him in a little while, meaning like a couple of weeks. Um, but he's a, he's a good guy. He's a little bit because I learned this from his radio show. Like he's a little bit of the absent-minded professor. I mean, he is one of the most. He's got no- some interesting topics. No, and he's Aliens. no, and, he, and he's he is one of the most. Um, knowledgeable guys i know but like he took his son to get a haircut the other day right and apparently the haircut went well carmine whose picture is right here on a a magnet that i was sent to me and i'm looking at little carmine's face now he's a lot older than this picture but and so he he lures him in he gets the kid the haircut uh, sitting on his lap it went well everything went okay there was a lollipop involved but in the course of frank's story he then tells you when he leaves the barbershop, he has to go back three different times because Frank forgot three different things. <laughs> One of them, which was like his wallet. Oh, man. Like, first of all, why are you taking your wallet out of the barbershop? Are you sitting on... Well, he's another... He is part of the absent-minded professor thing. I can't believe we're doing a segment on Frank Morano. Um... <laughs> His wallet is like really thick. I mean, last time I looked, it's like one of these. I mean, his wallet, without exaggerating, is, I would say it's more than two inches thick. It's Whoa. like two and a half inches thick. And if you're sitting on that, I mean, it that's gives you like scoliosis. Yeah, that's um, gonna So I kind of wanted to talk about uh, President Trump and his. Um, well, we have one more segment. Well, did you find out about George W. Bush yes, and where so, he was on 9 11? So yes, he was on Air Force One. And in fact, not only was he on well, Air Well, he was Force on Air Force One, one when it happened. They no, whisper was, in his ear, he he's was, reading to kids. Yes, and then they put him on Air Force One to, to get him up in the air because there were threats against him and Air Force One. They don't know if they were credible or not. And then they had fighter jets surrounding, surrounding him. him. So he had. To, they stayed up there just to be safe. And I forget where Cheney was. Cheney was not Let in the White House. Cheney was not in the White House either. you got to ask me these things in advance. No, no, no. If Murano was here. I'm he, not as fast as Murano. He would pump this stuff right out. He's a professor. Meanwhile, poor kid. <laughs> if he mentions me on the radio, he gets in big trouble. Anyway, um, well, okay, Alex, why we don't love, we take, we why don't we take a quick break now? 
Um, I'm going to come back. I'm going to talk about summations because we had one today in court um, from my dollar Petuna and Cammons. And then I will talk to um, talk to you about Donald Trump and his thoughts about summing up. And we'll find out where Vice President Dick Cheney was on September 11, 2001. Don't go away. Bottom of the hour. We'll be right back. Wellness Wednesday with your favorite Fox News medical all-stars and other experts on how to keep you well. That's tonight at 7 on AM 970, The Answer. Are you ready for an adventure of a lifetime? Journey with me, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, on the Patriots Alaska cruise this summer. It's an incredible opportunity to engage with me and other like-minded patriots on an epic seven-day cruise over 4th of July weekend. Witness the untouched wilderness of Alaska while discussing America's future. What could be better? Join me from June 29th to July 6th. Call 855-565-5519 or reserve online. PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com Syracuse and North Carolina clash in Chapel Hill Saturday with the Orange still in search of their first ever win at the Dean Dome. Orange pregame Saturday, 11.30 a.m. Tip-off at noon on AM 970, The Answer. New York's home for Syracuse University basketball. All right, let's talk about our friends at Faztech Industries. Faztech Industries, they help with your construction, demolition, and your weekly waste removal needs. They have roll-off containers from 10 to 40 yards, perfect for house, attic, and garage cleanouts, or construction and demolition debris. Faztech specializes in the removal and recycling of dirt, of rock, of concrete, of brick, and of asphalt. And they do that in all five boroughs. Every corner of New Jersey, and you're ready, now serving Westchester County. Yep, they'll even go to Yonkers. You know where Yonkers is? It was by Pelham. We're Bronx of Venetia, Yonkers, Comanche. All right, so Fastec Industries is the number one supplier of recycled products. Fastec Industries is the number one wholesaler of virgin quarry material. Fastec Industries, the number one provider of roll-off containers. So what you want to do is you want to call them at 718-494. One six zero zero seven one eight. Oh, I'm still here. Oh, that's okay. I just want to give you that phone number again, just in case. 718-494-1600. And if you mention this ad, you say, hey, Arthur Idalo, AM 970, you're going to get $25 off your next roll-off container. Go online to Faztech in, in IND. F-A-Z is in zebra, T-E-C is in Charlie, I-N-D dot com. And just remember, Faztech Industries now serves Westchester County, and they are a DeFazio company. Now, Alex, roll it. Hi, this is Judge Cammons, a partner at Idala Bertuna and Cammons, and where Arthur Idala of the Arthur Idala Power Hour works at his 24-7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service, preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind ABK, the power legal firm. Plaza College, Plaza College, Plaza College, my favorite, Plaza College. You know, the National Court Reporters Association says that there are 5,000 openings and not enough reporters to fill them. Think about it. What other career can you go into and you're guaranteed employment when you're done? I mean, when I say career, what kind of education can you go to? Because trust me, you go to law school, there's no guarantee you're getting a job as a lawyer and you get out. That I can promise you. It's a new year. It's time for new things, new discovery. You're going to hear what our astrologist is going to talk to us about coming up in the next segment about 2024 and what what the, the, the stars have in store for us individually and as a society. Think about the court reporting career. Think about stenography. 
It's a career with tremendous opportunity and flexibility. You can work in courts. You can work in schools. You can work from home. There's so much you can do, and the earning potential is fantastic. And where could you get this education? At Plaza College, Plaza College in Queens. It's the only school in the city with a court reporting program. So don't wait any longer. Go online, look up the Plaza College website, check out all their amazing programs, or sign up for the their A to Z program where participants start uh, learning about stenography and court reporting. Sign up at info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. No sleep till... We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Arthur, it's Joe Sibilia. Congratulations on two years of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. It's such a pleasure to work with you on this show and also when I'm producing the Joe Piscopo Show and you guest host there. And I want to say thank you for allowing me to guest host for you on your own show. And to say it's an honor is truly an understatement. And to call you a colleague is great, but to call you a friend is even better. So congratulations and wishing you much continued success on AM970 The Answer. Wow, you know... Uh, Morano wants to know why we have these celebration things, these milestones. And you know it's coming up the 500th show, Joni. So we got we got tell Morano we got the 500th show coming up. Not Thank you. It. Let me ask him, Joan. A serious question. I'm not being a wise guy. And I, I'm going to ask you the question, and I need an immediate answer. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> First thing that comes to your mind. I want you to name a person, a human being that we all know, and even it could be someone you know and I don't know. Okay. But it's got to be a full name. Okay. Who is a nicer, sweeter, g- more gentler person than Joseph Billia? Uh, my mother. My is she? Father. You told me your mother could be a little tough. <laughs> They're listening right now. T- He's giving say, me answers. Didn't you say your mother could be a little amazing. tough? I never said my mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said, yeah, yeah, you said, you said when she, when your dog tripped her up and she was out of, oh my gosh, my dog tripped her up. And you said she was nasty. (laughs) You said, oh, my mother could be so mean and nasty. Your mother is probably one of the kindest. No, 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 no. She's not even listening to me. Listen to me. I, you should see the way she tortures my father. Sibilia is one of the sweetest, kindest, gentlest, smart. Great. He is a mensch. I mean, he is just a wonderful, wonderful person. And and I, I enjoy working soul. with him. And he is an old soul. And he's very he's handsome. He's a real he's ladies' a man. Handsome. He's got real ladies' nice man. Hair. He's got the girls dripping <laughs> off of him. I, you know, I spent New Year's with him before I got hey, listen, sick. Joan, take the fifth. Joan, take the fifth. Where was Dick Cheney on 9-11? So Dick Cheney was in a bunker. In fact, you know what? I'm looking it up, and my father's texting me the info. He's like our intern for the show. So Dick Cheney was in what's called the President's Emergency Operations Center. It's the bunker underneath the White House where all senior staff went, including the two wives, Laura Bush and Lynn Cheney. And so what, basically actually, my point was, was scary was he was on the phone the whole time with the president. They were going to give orders to shoot any other planes down because they had no idea what was really going on. So scary. It's very scary. Crazy. I mean, not kind of. It's extremely um, scary. So it's, my point was that we've made during three different segments now <laughs> is that Extending Chris things. Christie's remark about, I mean, there's plenty of things you could say about Donald Trump and to be like, oh, on 9-11, he would have been in the, you know, well, he would have been running to the bunker. Yeah, he would have been. Any no, president would have been running to the ha- bunker. If he was there. Right. But, you know, Bush was in Florida. Is that at where a he school was? in that Florida, in school? Okay. flying back, and they had to have these fighter jets because he had to get back to the White House. They had to have the fighter jets protecting him, and they and were I believe, authorized. I believe they kept him in down. the air they did. a little longer so that um, uh, <clears throat> so that to make sure you know what was going on. We didn't know what was going. This was one of the I times know, we listen, didn't know what you don't was have going to tell on. Me. I know you know. I want to talk about Donald person. Trump real quick today um, because it kind of and intertwines with the law. Oh no, no, no! We're good, Joe. We're good. Um, the, uh, today my law firm, uh, Michael DiBenedetto, uh, gave his first closing argument in a federal case, um, a civil federal case, and I'm so proud of him. He's in front of Judge Rakoff, Jed Rakoff, who is a very prestigious, well-known, well-respected, I believe was appointed by Bill Clinton. He's been around a long time. He could be a real tough cookie as well. And, uh, the judge complimented, um, 
my my colleague Michael De Benedetto on his performance, and that made us all here at ABK very very proud. He's had some great um, results uh, lately. He's been kicking some butt. There's really no doubt he has been kicking some butt. Um, so I want to applaud him. So Donald Trump was toying with the idea of giving the closing argument in his fraud trial tomorrow. The one in state court here where they're trying to take, I think, $365 million from him and ban him from practicing in the state. And basically, um, the judge said, yeah, you know, yes, Mr. Trump, you can give the closing argument, but you can't give a campaign speech. You can't be going off on tangents. I will stop you. I will interrupt you. I will not allow you to do that. You'll, you could only talk about the facts of the evidence that came out and the applicable law that applies to them. And I have to say, I mean, the judge is right. Um, you know, I don't hold myself up on too high of a horse because I'm a lawyer, but it's like I know the rules of the game. Um, you know, as much of a, a professional a hockey player may be, you know, they probably don't know exactly about the infield fly rule and, you know, the designated hitter. Well, that used to be. Yes, Joe. Well, layman's terms. Would you allow your client to no. give a closing no, or closing no. argument? That's no. a big deal. I am Just sure. Because he's listen, Donald Trump. Why would he want to I do that? I am sure his, this was not his lawyer's choices choice. But, you know, the bottom line is that my maybe not so great analogy is even though you may like he so he knows how to speak he knows how to present and obviously he's a great orator because everywhere he goes he draws the hundred thousand people and, and who seem to be listening to his every word um so just because you're a great athlete that doesn't need you know you know the rules of every sport i mean that's my point and um you know you there are certain limitations in federal court where Mike DiBenedetto, was there a lot of limitations on what you can and cannot say uh, in closing arguments? They're not as stringent as opening arguments. Opening arguments are, you know, what the evidence is going to prove. Um, one of the, I don't want to say tricks, but something that I learned early on from uh, one of my mentors, Mike Vecchione, at the Brooklyn DA's office was, you know, your opening argument should be as powerful as your closing argument. And a lot of times people say, oh, your opening argument is no big deal. Um, I totally disagree. Years ago, there was a study that uh, of jurors that uh, 80% jurors that were polled, 80% of them said what their idea the verdict would be at the end of the trial was at the, I'm sorry at the end of the opening statement that's what their verdict was so at the end of the opening statements if they think the guy's going to be guilty 80% of them found them guilty at the end of the opening statements they found them not guilty yeah uh, you know in their own mind obviously they're not supposed to discuss it amongst themselves so um but opening statements are much more conf- supposed to be much more confining i do everything i can to make my opening statement a summation um, as long as you just preface everything with the evidence will show, the evidence will show, the evidence will show. And then the prosecutor objects and the judge says, well, he says the evidence is going to show this. If the, if the evidence doesn't show it, then you can bring it up in summation. But usually I'm pretty good at making sure that the evidence will show that. I don't say anything I shouldn't say. Yes, Joan, are you chiming in on something? <laughs> we have two minutes. No, my, my father sends us the news. There was a partial building collapse in Little Italy. It just happened. The former historic cheese shop. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, at least yeah. it's not Johnny Beach's place. No, thank goodness it's not. I hope really he's the one. Okay so the one that's downstairs. in the picture in the Sinatra yeah, room. Yeah. Oliva, whatever her yeah, name is. Exactly. Really? Oliva Dairy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have and a picture we had in the Sinatra another, room. Another uh, derailment on the subway. We had some things going on in New York yeah, City there's lately. There's a lot of things going on. I, I will tell you. I, you know, but I'm there's always... more funding for the fire department and NYPD yes, though. That's and the mayor announced thing. he's not going to be firing everyone. Look, you always hear me bragging about New York. Um, but today I took the subway from the courthouse where I was this morning in Brooklyn back to the office with Lino and there was a a very large like appropriately dressed man screaming on the top of his lungs about anti-semitic well he was saying anti-semitic anti-semitic remarks oh. um how Jewish people didn't go to work in the World Trade Center on 9-11. They knew they were behind the bombing and I think he was African American I wasn't really looking at him but I mean, he was screaming in an intimidating way where I stayed on for one stop and then the next one I went to Lino, I go, okay, let's move trains, man. I mean, he was screaming and he's like, the white man has 
kept the black man down and I'm, my wife and I can't eat. We can't feed. And you guys are. And I'm like, oh, boy, we got to get out of here. Um, it was fine. He was just screaming, but it was a little It may unsettling. not have been fine. Thank yeah, God you moved. It was a little you unsettling. You just don't know. All right. Um, we're going to talk about astrology. Um, and then I'm going to cut out and I'm taking Luca as a Christmas present tonight. We're going to see the Broadway show Back to the Future. I'm very excited about that. Tomorrow I'm going to the Court of Appeals. Um, to see some arguments. So Joni will be in here. But I'll be back live and local on Friday. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Astronomy on the Idola Power Hour. This is Joe Piscopo. The following is a medical minute sponsored by my friends at InfuCare RX, a leading specialty infusion pharmacy provider for patients with complex conditions. InfuCareRx.com, improving quality of life one patient at a time. Here is Dr. Tina Zeka, Allergy and Asthma Associates of Monmouth County, with this week's medical minute. Primary immunodeficiency is a group of disorders that's characterized by deficiency in various components that are important in preventing infections in both children and adults. Patients usually present with recurrent infections. The prevalence of primary immunodeficiency is usually one patient in every 1,200 individuals. The overall incidence is around 1 in 10,000 and more prevalent in the pediatric population. This Medical Minute is sponsored by InfuCareRx, and the information, comments, or views expressed by the guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of InfuCareRx. Please consult your medical professional for any medical questions, opinions, or guidance. Hi, it's Arthur Idala here to talk to you about Bay Ridge Honda, run by the fantastic Sabah family. The Sabah family that I have known since my dad walked in there in 1980 and bought a Honda Accord for my grandfather. My sister's gotten cars there. My brother-in-law has gotten cars there. And you know why? Because the Sabah family makes you feel like you're part of their family. Bay Ridge Honda has New Year's deals. You know, we all make New Year's resolutions. Quit smoking, get more sleep, drink less. How about a New Year's resolution of a new car? At Bay Ridge Honda, they have brand new 2024 Hondas under MSRP, and they're offering lease loyalty bonuses. Finance rates are available. No payments until March of 2024. Best prices around. They will offer you top dollar for your trade-in. So visit the Sabah family at Bay Ridge Honda, 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn, New York, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn, New York, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Can you see my station lights? I'm the guy you hear on the radio. Well, we won't have to worry about getting knocked on Facebook with a, a little rapid pulse. Here comes the chorus. All right. Welcome back to the Idola Power Hour. You know, that's the thing. When you kind of have your own show, you can do fun things like that. Thank you, Alex. That was a pleasant surprise. That night was awesome. And I thought you killed that song both times I've seen you perform it, by the way. So uh, thank you. Yeah, we we do get a lot of uh, accolades on the song Radio Man that I think we wrote it in 1986 or 87. And he has a CD now, Alex. So let's talk about the stars. Let's talk about, you know, when I was in school, I, I took a course um, with a professor named Sandor Conrad, and uh, the the textbook we had was called Numerology, the Key to the Tarot, and it was all about tarot cards and numerology, and obviously, astrology is intertwined between all of them, and I'm bringing back a guest that we had on last year, Natalie Green from Empowered empath astrology and um natalie welcome to 2024 thanks arthur i'm very excited to give you another reading well let me tell you something 2023 was a great year for me it really really was um in the world of the law in the world of radio and most importantly in the world of my family everyone is healthy everyone is happy i could still make next month's mortgage payment so it's all good so before you say anything i i would i'm i would 
double down just to for 2023 2024 to equal 2023 but go ahead lay it on me natalie yes yes and you are actually continuing this very good cycle that you're in uh so basically uh you have so venus is love and relationships uh so what you're experiencing right now is uh this is the seventh time in your life where your venus sign is exactly where it was when you were born so this is a time period uh for you and this is going to go on for the next 14 months so it actually started uh last august of 2023 and this is going to bring you all the way through march of 2025 so uh, i would call this attraction and personal growth so this is a, a, a great time for you in your relationships um you're just going to be connecting with people who, you know, love your vibe and you're just expanding your social circle. It's also very good for you financially because Venus represents uh, money and love. So you're in a very good... Oh, now, um, I, now that's something, Natalie. I, I bet you most people don't know about the money part. I think when you talk about Venus, people would think about love, but I, yeah. I did not know that it also has something to do with finances. Yes. So this is definitely a great time for you. You know, you're going to feel like uplifted. You're going to feel energized, uh, more confident. You're going to, um, you're basically your life can move to the next level. You know, you're ready. Um, you know, like in the, like there have like other times you may have felt like, Oh, like stuck or uninspired. But during this cycle, you're really going to find fulfillment in your relationship. So I got until and March, until tw- March of 2025. So much you let my wife, Marion know about this, but um, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe I'll <laughs> fill her in. <laughs> yes. Yes. She'll definitely love this. Yeah. You're going to basically just feeling more alive and creative. And so that's also coinciding with, um, this is the third time in your life where, so your North node is pretty much your soul's purpose. The, like what you came here to do. Um, so this is the third time that your North node is going back to where it was at your birth. So this, this also started in August, but, um, this is going to end December of 2024. So you have about 10 months of this cycle, which is called optimism and renewal. So uh, you're basically redefining your life purpose at this time. So you're going to be excited. You may actually go back to like when you were 37 or 38 and think about what you were doing at that time in your life. And you are you know, very inspired uh, by your partners and your relationship. So, um, yeah, this will be a great time. Well, you know, at, 38, you I became and- a, at 38, I became a father for the first time, and that was probably the most life-altering event that has ever happened to me and by far the best event that has ever happened to me. Amazing. And so, yeah, you, but you think you're done, right? You don't want to have any more. Uh... Well, I have a two, I have a two year old who I spent the morning with. So, uh, you know, I, I have plenty. And, and, and then, then seven year old little Arthur, uh, he definitely keeps my plate full. So I'm between 17 year old Luca, seven year old Arthur, two year old Ariana. I'm in good shape. You're good. Exactly. No, this is, yeah, this is a, a great time. And, um, it's also in that same time period that I just mentioned, you know, which started last August until December of 2024. Um, again, it's so like, not that like you're starting over, but you're, you're just realigning yourself with like your main mission, mission and purpose, like what you came here to do. So, um, you know, again, 37, 38, but it also correlates to when you were 18 or 19. Um, and so you're being like the universe is supporting you right now. So you actually are supposed to let go a little bit of your security and routine because um, you may want to experiment um, and, and do, you know, things that maybe you wouldn't normally do. Like you're okay. embracing all the possibilities and like, you know, doors are opening for you at, at this time. So, Natalie, I have a couple of minutes left before it's the end of the show tonight. Um, are you able to give us any insight in, like, you know, a, more of a global? I mean, I look, I love hearing about me. That's my favorite topic. But, um, you know, what is the, the what does it look like for the world, I guess, in 2024? Go ahead, Natalie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this year um, for everybody is going to be a, like I'd like to call it like new frontiers. Um, so the global energy right now is that we are all opening our mind and we're letting our thoughts uh, kind of become more adventurous. So, you know, I think this is a year where 
people are going to be really interested in traveling, uh, philosophy, um, basically our, our emotions and our thoughts, like we're all going to be examining our own spiritual truth and meaning. So there's, you know, hence this interest in um, kind of, you know, maybe less traditional religions. Um, I mean, people will still continue, you know, if that's, you know, their belief system. But I think uh, we're being more open-minded uh, about, um, like, like encouraging others and exploring our own spirituality. Um, so, you know, we're expanding past our normal train of thought. So we're, like, looking at new ways of thinking. So there's going to be, you know, a lot of, like, reading, meditating. You know, people are really wanting to learn, um, like, or, like, travel a new spiritual um, like setting intentions, meditating, people are seeing the importance of doing these things on a daily basis and how it can impact both their physical and mental health. Um, and, and especially, you know, for people who struggle with um, focusing, maybe they have ADHD, you know, meditation can really help ground them in the present moment, breathing practices, things like that. Um, so the, the goal of we're all kind of just searching for a deeper meaning and a higher truth than you know, beyond what we've known before. So people are really asking, like, what's really true for me? What, what do I believe? What do I want to explore? That's awesome, um, I think Natalie. We're, we're all- and, I know, and I know you talked a little bit to me separately about world events and, like, things that are happening, both, like, with the wars that are going on and with things in the world. Is there any kind of a visual of the world that you may have? The month of April is going to be a little bit of a difficult month on a worldly level. You know, I, I do think there's going to be some shifts in the economy that month um, that will affect everybody, um, you know, individually, uh, depending on their individual circumstances. Um, you know, so so I, I, I do say, you know, if I had to pick a month out of the year where, you know, you should just be a little bit more cautious. You know, I, I know that the energies are, are super intense. Um, in the month of April this year. Uh, so, you know, you may, people may be going through individual challenges around you. So I, I think that's the most important month to have empathy and compassion, you know, for, for what people may be going through at that time. All right, Natalie, thank you so much. We are at the end of the show. That's Natalie Green, Empowered Empath Astrology. Well, I am looking forward to my Venus uh, year, basically. Um, so thank you very much. I appreciate you finding the time. That was fun. Thanks, Arthur. Have a great year. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, Bye, folks, with, uh, with two years under my belt and, uh, I don't know, at least one to go. Cause I think we're going to be here for the rest of this year. Unless, I don't know, Joan changes her mind. Well, your astrology says you're going to be, you know, opportunity and creativity. It's, so it's, we're going to be doing more of this. Alex, thank you, buddy. I appreciate you uh, holding down the fort. Today. Always love working with you guys. And a little bit of Rolling Stones not fading away to end this one. Cause you're not going away. Right, Arthur? That's the plan. All right, folks. Happy Wednesday night. We will see you tomorrow. Actually, Joan's going to see you tomorrow. I have to go to Albany to the Court of Appeals tomorrow. Don't, and we'll have Chief Kemp. And my brother-in-law, Dr. Lawrence Haynes, talking about why is everyone sick. See you tomorrow. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.